Good morning, church family. We're at Oak Hill on top of the hill, broadcasting live. We have a total of five attendants this morning, and we're going to worship the Lord with you on this beautiful Lord's Day morning. We have a few announcements to make. Uh, number one is Leonard is going to have his balloon pump removed today. Hopefully they will be getting him off of the vent this week. And uh, he is still in critical condition, so keep Leonard Young in your prayers. He had suffered a massive heart attack last week. We want everybody to stay home, stay safe, wash your hands, and just stay in and you can pray for us up here on the hill. If you do uh, want to send a donation, you can send it to Barbara Knight. And uh, the, her address is Roll Route 1, Box 466, Lee Sage, West Virginia, 25537. That's Box 4666. So, with that said, and if you would like to wait... Until the church gets back, that's fine too. But uh, God is blessed in our area. Many people are much, much worse off than we need our prayers, need to be upheld, and uh, whatever we can do to help these folks, I'm sure that you'd be willing. There's a lot of bad news. Uh, the coronavirus has topped over 300,000 nationwide, over 24,000 in our country, and it seems like it's growing every day. And uh, the bad news is, I'm going to give you some bad news out of the book of Ephesians. Then I'm going to give you some better news. Then I'm going to give you some good news. Here's the bad news, and you'll find it in Ephesians 2. Beginning at verse 1, And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the counsel and the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, and the spirit that, that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Now that's bad news, that sin has entered into the human race, and that we have this dreadful disease called sin, and that man is spiritually dead, he is depraved, and he is doomed, and we can look in God's Word, and we can see in Adam's day, this was the pandemic, the crisis of his day, and that's bad news. Now, I'm going to give you some better news. The better news is found in verse 4 of this chapter, and that is, But God, who is rich in mercy for His great love, wherein He hath loved us, even we, when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together, or made us alive together with Christ, by grace are ye saved. Now this is better news, that God is love, that there is a cure, that 
We have a compassionate God that has promised us in His Holy Word that He would take care of our sin problem. We've got a great problem, but we've got a greater God. Where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. And we can see by, by the power of mighty God upon the cross that His love, that His cure, um, I was greater than the wound, greater than the disease. And I'm glad that I can tell you by the Word of God today that this is something that we can hold to in troubled times that our God loves us. We have a faithful God. I read in Lamentations 3 and 22 where the Scripture tells us there that His mercies are fresh every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And that's a great promise that God has promised us that He would never leave us, never forsake us, that we would be with us unto the end of the world. And there's no greater problem that we have that is greater than our God. So we are overcomers in Christ and we can take this consolation that He is with us. I love the 23rd Psalm and I love what it says in verse 4 that though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death that I will fear no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. There's three tremendous T's in this passage, the one tremendous T is though. Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Really don't want to be here, but though I'm here, my listen friend, I know that the second T gives me a great consolation, and that is through. That we're going through this valley. We're going through this time of crises. And we will get through it with Christ's help. And my, I just take great consolation to know that my, I'm going through. I'm not stuck in the storm. I'm not stuck in death. I'm not stuck in sin because Christ has provided a way of escape for me. My listen, friend, that gives me great consolation. And these are three tremendous truths. Though and through and then thou, for thou art with me. I don't need to fear because my God is with me and He will provide my needs according to His riches in glory. If you look back in chapter 1 of this book of Ephesians, it kind of brings you up to chapter 2. And when you begin to look in chapter 1 of the book of Ephesians, you'll find this word according. According as He hath chosen us in Him, verse 4. According to the good pleasure of His will, verse 5. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace, in, chapter, in verse 7. You'll see it again in verse 19. According to the working of His mighty power. And my, how that this word according, my here it means, but because. But because of. My, we have been blessed. God has done for us because of His risen Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to know, my, 
when we begin to think, my, this word, because of, it really lets us know that we're as good off as we are because of what Christ has done for us. All because of Him. You know, Abraham would have died old and barren, but because God made him a promise, he had a son. And through that son, we have a Savior through the lineage there of Isaac. My, we see that my, that Moses would have died as a sheep herder in the wilderness. But because God had a plan for him, we can see, my, listen, that word according to. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that tells me that God had a mighty plan for you and for I that we might be predestined, he said, my, according to the pleasure of his will. I'm so glad, listen, friend, because of what he's done for me, that I'm well off. He has lavished his love upon us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. You know, that tells me something about this love and because of His goodness and because of His, it's all according to His grace. Not according to what I've done, but according to the grace of God, He has given us this great, great, mighty grace. And that's what that lamentation says also. He says that His mercies are fresh every morning. You know, grace is getting what we didn't deserve. Mercy is getting, my, is not getting what we deserved. So I'm glad today that my, we have, my, the grace of God and His great mercy. I want you to look at something in verse 15, and this is Paul's prayer for the church. He said, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and the love unto all saints cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Now these are Paul's prayers. That God, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The first thing that Paul wants you to know and that God wants you to know is that is you need to know God's person. Man, the plan of salvation is great, but it's not the plan of salvation that saves you. It's the man of salvation. So that's good news that God so loved the world and gave His only begotten Son. We got bad news. We got, good, we got better news. And then we got the best news. If you read down a little bit farther, it says that the, in verse 18 of verse chapter 1, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of His calling. And what is the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? God's plan, His comprehensive plan is this, my, that He has called you out of 
darkness and into light. I'm glad, listen, for the invitation, and that's basically what this word called here means. It speaks of an invitation that you might be able to know Him and that you might be able to experience His plan in your life. That's the hope of His calling. And then if you go down a little bit farther, it talks about the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. You know, this is what I would call enriching power, excelling power, a power prescribed. God wants you to have the power in life. Sometimes we just feel powerless when things come upon us, more than what we can handle more than what we can control. Uh, we can only, we, our limitations just let us go so far. But I'm glad, listen friend, for the enriching power of Jesus Christ and basically what His power is and what His riches is, is Himself. Is Himself. You know, Job went through a lot of loss. He went through a lot of suffering. He went through a lot of trials. And then at the end of the book, you know, he answered, he asked, why, 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 who me, why me, God? You know, God never does give Job an explanation. At the end of the book, God gives Job himself. He just simply presents himself, and you know, that satisfies Job. And how he says, I want you to pray for your three friends. And when Job prayed for his three friends, God granted unto him twice as much as he lost. Where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. And I'm glad, listen friend, by the grace of God that the bandage lesson is just as wide as the wound for sin's problem lesson. God's grace is more than enough. I'm glad, listen friend, that He gives us an exceeding amount of grace. He's talking about the riches of His inheritance in the saints. And in verse 19, he says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word, who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Why do I believe, listen, friend, and why do I rest and trust in his power? Is because, listen, it is according to the working of his mighty power. And he goes on, he says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Basically, he's talking about escaping power. He's talking about enthroning power that he escaped the grave that he was enthroned on high and he sits at the right hand of the Father and intercedes for you and I. Listen, that's our greatest privilege. And my, it's also probably our greatest uh, neglect is this prayer. You can pretty much gauge a man where he is uh, spiritually by just measuring his prayer life. But Paul had this prayer for you that you might know of his mighty power, that you might know God's person, that you might know God's plan. 
and that you might know God's provision and that you might know God's mighty power. It's power that's prescribed. It's enriching power. It's excelling power. It's escaping power. And listen, it's enthroning power. And then it's exalting power. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion that at the name of Christ, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet. I want you to notice something here in verses 21 through 23. There's five alls here. All principality, all things, all things, all in all. Listen, that, that pretty much covers the whole thing, doesn't it? It pretty much covers the wound. You know that God has taken care of our every sin. That His blood is sufficient to cleanse us from every sin. That His mighty power is all that we need to get through every trial in life. I'm glad, listen friend, that I've got one that's able I'm glad that He is exceeding abundantly above that we ask or think. He is beyond my comprehension, but I can still know Him. Listen, friend, His inheritance is exceeding riches in Christ. My listen, friend, that's enough for me. My, uh, though the stock market is faltering, listen, friend, I've got an inheritance in Christ. I've got something greater than something I can hold to, something that's substantial, something that'll keep me when everything crumbles in this world. I don't know about you, but listen, friend, I've got an awful lot of bad news this week. A lot of bad news. News of, of Leonard, the news of the stock market, the news of the coronavirus. But you know the best news? You'll find it right here in verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge. What does it call him? That the God of our Lord, the best news is Jesus is Lord. Listen, friend. If he is not Lord of all, then He's not Lord at all. If He's not Lord of all, then He's not Lord of all. My listen, friend, at all. Listen, friend, I want you to know that He's still in charge. He was in charge of Job's life. He's in charge in our life. Job said, though He will slay me, yet will I trust Him. I'm glad that my we've got a God that stands and has control. Has His mighty hand. Listen, friend, in our affairs, in our life, in our health, in our church, in our world, we've got a God. Listen, friend, all the plagues that came upon Egypt, they were to bring Pharaoh to his knees. All of the all of the plagues and things that came against Israel. 
He said, when I brought this famine and this thirst and the locusts, he said, I brought it that ye might return unto the Lord our God. Maybe God, this is his wake-up call. Time to return. Time to repent. Time to renew. Listen, we just came out of revival last week. Brother George Holly came last Sunday morning, Sunday night, then we canceled because of the virus. But still yet, our God is a God of revival. And listen, friend, let's renew our purpose. Let's stand tall. My listen, friend, when this thing is going through and it's done, we can look back and we'll just give God the credit. Give God, give God the glory. Because listen, friend, He's the one. I read, uh, I read a little thing about a lady. Her name was Hetty Green. She died back in 1916. She was worth a hundred million dollars. I'm told that Hetty Green was the most miserable miser upon the face of the earth. She ate, ate oatmeal every day. And she ate it cold because she didn't want to waste any heat. Her son suffered an amputation because Hetty Green was trying to find a free clinic to put her son in that needed an amputation or needed some medication for his leg. But she died and left $100 million. That's a lot of money in 1916. And you know, she kind of withheld all of these blessings. And when I look in the book of Ephesians, God has just poured them out. God has poured them out on His children because He loved us. He says, according to the riches of His grace, wherein He hath abounded to us, word, in all wisdom and knowledge, He has lavished upon us all these spiritual gifts just because He loved us. That's my God. That's my God. That's, that's His mighty grace. My keep on believing. Keep on seeking. Keep on pursuing after your God. And you'll find Him dear to your heart. Test comes and gets us a, another hymn as we close. We want to encourage everyone just to hold tight. Look out for each other. Reach out on your telephones and try to uh, encourage one another and lift one another up in these times. Keep on the prayer life. You know, Paul prayed for the church. And we want to encourage you just to keep praying and keep looking up in times like these. Sister Tess is going to close. Great is thy faithfulness. Thy faithfulness.
great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto Brother Bob Fife, would you please dismiss us in a word of prayer?